0: it is Natasha
1: and it's Khalil aka KC Nurse
0: and we are the co-hosts of
1: Woken Free. Free.
0: Thank you thank you thank you for joining us again this is going to be our sixth episode of Woken Free and if you've been following along the conversation for the past couple of weeks you know Woken Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you and we want to talk about everything and in anything that is important to us, to you, and the world. And of course, nothing is off the table. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about whether we are slaves to brands. Now that sounds pretty dramatic, but bear with me. There's a point to where we're going with this. Why are we discussing it? Both Khalil and I have the Samsung Galaxy Note 8 phones. And this is not the first time that we've had the same phone. In fact, over the past 13 years, We've indulged in the same technology brands over and over and over again as a couple. And we are not alone with this type of uh, consumerism. In fact, if you probably think about it, how many different types of uh, technological devices that you've bought over and over and over again by the same brand or brands? And there is going to be some type of uh, math to this type of madness that we're doing. But uh, before we jump into that, let's talk about the... Ground rules for woke and free. <laughs> exactly. So, first, you got to subscribe to Woken Free on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Second, we want you to share the episode with your friends and family. That's super, super important. And make sure you talk to us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Woken Free. We're super, super accessible. I'm always online, and you will also find us on YouTube as well.
1: As you know, each week we like to share a little bit about us before we dive into the topic for this episode. Last week we shared our three favorite types of transportation we love. This week we'd actually like to share with you how we got our first names. I'm going to let my lovely darling here begin.
0: (laughs) Okay. My name's Natasha, of course, right? And I always remember growing up my dad telling me he liked the name, so that's kind of why my mom and dad went with Natasha. And also, it also happens to be the name of a Russian princess, right? So, that, that's according to him. Uh, <laughs> and he wanted to give me, I guess, a name of royalty. Kind of like that Kendrick Lamar DNA song. Oh
1: yes. What's interesting is that my family and way back friends probably remember my name as Kahil, which was just a mispronunciation of Khalil. When I was around eight, someone corrected how we were pronouncing my name, so today most people call me Khalil. But everyone who knew me from a younger age called me Kahil. My name comes from the famous Lebanese poet Khalil Gibran, whose name was mistakenly spelled with the H after the A instead of before it. When he came to America, thus, my spelling is spelled just as America spelt it.
0: Gotcha. Okay, so now that everyone knows the history of how Natasha and Khalil got our (laughs) names, I think we are definitely ready to dive right into this episode. So before talking about being slaves to a brand, I think it's important to talk about why is technology so important? And it is, right, because it plays a huge role in our life. Personally, we use it for social media. When it comes to our health, we're living longer. We're able to save more people's lives in all these new, cool ways that couldn't have been done in the past. It's transformed how we've learned, how we educate each other and the youth. And socially, I think that probably more people are communicating with the use of technology than without it and really the list goes on and on about how many different ways we probably couldn't exist now without it and in fact according to bigthink.com which you will find the link in this episode on wokeandfree.com they mentioned 20 noteworthy inventions that we should all remember and to name a few i'll just kind of get us all educated because it is woke and free. free first we have the wheel right the wheel was invented by mesopotamians around 3500 bc it was used in the creation of pottery about 300 years after that the wheel was then put on a chariot and the rest is history we also have the optical lenses from glasses to microscopes and telescopes optical lenses they have greatly expanded the possibilities of our vision and they have a long history first being developed by ancient Egyptians and Mesopotamians with key theories of light and vision contributed by ancient Greeks. And uh, also the optical lenses were also very instrumental components in the creation of media technologies, which is involved in our photography, film, and television. And of course, gunpowder is another noteworthy invention. This is a chemical explosive actually invented in China. I don't know. Did you know that, Kalil?
1: Yeah, I knew that. They they taught that in history. So they originally used it for um, fireworks and for celebration, Mm. actually.
0: Okay. Well, it dates back to the ninth century, and it, as you know, and everyone probably listening, right, has made played a major factor in our military technology, and thus wars, and it's actually probably a big part of the ongoing conversation we're having in our country now with all the the gun use and and rights conversation about. Guns. And then to name another one that's super important was the printing press that was invented in 1439 by German Johannes Gutenberg. This device is in many ways led to the foundation of our modern age. It was, it allowed ink to be transferred from the movable type to paper in a mechanized way, and this revolutionized the spread of knowledge and religion. As previously, books were generally handwritten, often by monks.
1: Yeah, those are definitely important technology that's come around for the human race. You know, those are critical things, if we think about it. I also think it's important to define what technology is, and according to Merriam-Webster, one of the definitions is the practical application of knowledge, especially in a particular area. Also, the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History lists one of our defining characteristics of being human as creating tools. Technology is really just this, tools. I think now more than ever, many people think of technology as only modern day electronics associated with things like computers, smartphones, drones, etc. But even important but mundane things like spoons and forks are a form of technology. Without tools such as these, we couldn't live life in such an abundant way. Imagine everyone having to catch and prepare their own chicken every day or having to cultivate your own tofu. That's not living
0: exactly i would sadly starve and as you know i enjoy eating
1: yeah you especially <laughs> miss your quinoa
0: okay okay sir so uh Is there a benefit to sticking to brand loyalty? Uh, You know, that's an interesting question. So according to Forbes contributor Jason Demers, uh, brand loyalty is defined as the tendency for customers to favor one brand consistently above its competitors for goods and services, even when new purchasing opportunities expose themselves. Brand loyalty and customer retention go hand in hand and are profitable goals for businesses to target. And I think it makes sense in one regard, right? If you're gonna have a specific computer, say you're an Apple person, maybe then it makes sense for you to have an iPod and Apple-oriented watch and and the list goes on and on. But the other thing is I think why are you, intention is everything according to Jim Carrey. And if you're buying something for the purpose of what, what you need it to do, does it have to hand in hand be from the same company? I don't think so.
1: Well, it's funny because if you stay within the same brand, oftentimes you don't have to worry about compatibility issues. Mm. Like if you have a tablet and you have a phone and they're both from the same brand, more than likely they're both gonna work together really well. Sticking with a brand is like sticking with what you know. Mm -hmm. It provides a sort of comfort. Most brands don't drastically change every new product they debut. Everything they produce usually has an ecosystem where all the devices play nice together. It doesn't always happen and often causes people to switch when they don't get what they expect. This happened with many Xbox and Nintendo fans when the PS4 was released. According to Forbes, nearly one-third of owners switched from the Xbox 360 or the Nintendo Wii gaming consoles Mm -hmm. to the PS4. Consumers think they know what they want and it's up to the brand to deliver it or teach the consumer what they truly need. When this happens, you create a loyal fan base. Companies like Coca-Cola regard brand loyalty in such high regards, they even created the Coca-Cola Center for Marketing Studies at the University of Georgia, as written by a Balance article. Mm -hmm. A Fortune 500 doesn't create a marketing class for kicks and giggles.
0: (laughs) Very true. Very true.
1: Is there a danger to consumer brand loyalty? Mm. Yeah, there's a danger, not only to the consumer, but also to the company. Brand loyalty often allows companies to rest on their laurels and not innovate. I think a good example of this is a company named RIM, now known as Blackberry. Most Mm -hmm. of us might remember a time when Blackberries ruled the business phone space and also penetrated some of the general consumer space as well. Mm -hmm. There was no competition and each iteration of the phone wasn't that different than each other. Now look at CEOs and other corporate executive phones. Most likely they're not using Blackberries, but possibly iPhones or an Android. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump, the current president of the United States, just switched from an Android to an iPhone. I don't think he ever had a Blackberry. I guess he doesn't have brand loyalty in that regard. (laughs) The danger to the consumer is that a company can lock you into buying things that may be of limited compatibility, like I was speaking of before, Uh with future products, which can end up costing the consumer a lot more than a company that uses universal standards. I like to think of the time when Microsoft created a HD DVD player for their gaming system mm-hmm. during the HD DVD Blu-ray war. Now, I don't know if you remember that, honey, mm-hmm. but there was a time when we didn't know what would be the next format following the DVD.
0: Yeah, I remember you, like, hinting to that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
1: some customers bought that HD DVD player by Microsoft, and many of the HD DVD movies, which they purchased, can only be played by that single player. Mm-hmm. So, they might have a library of, hundreds of hd dvds but they can't buy anything current to play the that media
0: interesting you know well you know
1: that blu-ray is now the that's the format of choice yeah but also coming into play is the streaming which is really big now
0: gotcha yeah absolutely shout out to voodoo and hulu and all the online digital ways we consume media and google
1: play and movies and amazon video
0: okay and
1: itunes definitely gets a shout for starting this revolution
0: yeah i mean that's why blind loyalty when it comes to consumerism is a problem because yeah those people now are kind of uh i don't want to say asked out but uh right like they they're limited so they
1: spent a lot of money and now they don't have much they can do from there there's not any place they can go they they can't even sell that stuff it's not like it's actually worth anything now those hd dvds are they're worthless Oh, they, you, wow. they can still play it but once they're once that player breaks they're done they can't really? use that media anymore they'll have to just repurchase those movies on blu-ray
0: interesting well yeah see that's also why it's important when we're making these decisions not to just be like oh well my this brand i always buy them they do it you know to really think about what is the future i guess also for this space that you're buying into
1: it's definitely something to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. As an advisor for tech needs of many people, there are many specific tips people need to keep in mind when it comes to their technology needs. Mm -hmm. If you're in the need of some new techs, here's what I say you should keep in mind. What does the current brand offer? Are there any other competitors? Will I need to invest in new programs or devices to get the new tech? Mm -hmm. Can this new tech be used alongside what I already have or is it a complete replacement? Can I set this up on my own, or will I need someone else's help? Do I really need this, or am I a victim of brand loyalty, I mean marketing?"
0: (laughs) Gotcha. To add to that checklist, I would also say, hey, how much does it cost, and is it within my budget? I think that that's key. Uh, Does it do everything I want? I'm super, super uh, impatient when it comes to technology not doing exactly what I need, thus the new phone. Uh, (laughs) and uh, I need to make sure that if we're you're investing whether it's a dollar a hundred dollars a thousand dollars if you're investing money in something is it doing what you want and if not what are the alternatives what makes them better and how much do those cost Uh, what are common complaints I love that when we're deciding our tech needs for our household you you let me know like hey you might like this but FYI it doesn't do this 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 and this well that's important because like everything, there's consequences to your decisions. And you should just be, you should check out, I mean, what are some of the forums that you use when it comes to like previewing when something's good, bad, or whatever?
1: One of the original forums that I used was CNET. Mm-hmm. You know, they're really great for providing reviews and also just looking at commenters. You can get a lot from the commenters themselves. They'll mm-hmm. comment on the article and give you some insight you haven't heard of. Mm -hmm. Also, I read actually is Engadget, and that's a great technology blog that gives you a variety of information on new products. And what's great is they have like a flourishing community with many commenters that give you a real wide range of different products that are out there. Mm -hmm. You often get more information from the commenters than the article itself. Mm -hmm. And the commenters, they'll often even be more informed than the author. Okay. Okay. What I recommend is going to a technology blog and not just looking at the article but reading the comments Mm -hmm. because the comments can have a lot of insight that the author probably didn't know about
0: good point i think that the only other thing is how long does it take to get it that that's the only other thing for other impatient folk out there uh that's the only other thought i would add to that list
1: here we go yo here we go yo so what so what so what's the scenario it's that time again folks for this scenario what to do for your next tech needs. Mm. We're going to present three scenarios that deal with this topic. The first scenario, your phone probably is your lifeline. When the battery dies, you lose a small part of your soul every time. <laughs> Even while sipping on King Louis the 16th. Finest 230 plus year old champagne. You can't relax until you've retweeted your heart out. As you get out of your motor vehicle, you were not driving by the way because that'd be wrong after sipping some bubbly exactly your phone slips out of your hand and lands face first on the curb cracking the screen what do you do now besides sip on more of that fine champagne
0: oh my uh okay since we're on that drake champagne diet uh uh, i don't know maybe cry for a little bit and then (laughs) decide to move forward what do you advise
1: at this point, if you don't have insurance, mm-hmm. your best bet is probably just going to Amazon and typing in smartphone and just, just see what comes up. Start your research here.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so you would advise start figuring out what the next steps are then. That yeah, don't
1: bug out. You have, you, you've got a couple hours without your phone. You'll be fine.
0: True, true. Very much namaste for, for a little bit,
1: yes. For the second scenario... Oh no, the TV won't turn on and you just tried everything to fix it, including calling Khalil the tech guru. <laughs> this was supposed to be your Netflix binge night. Is this a job for Amazon or your local electronic retailer?
0: Ooh, interesting. Uh, Amazon or your... Uh, I. And so when they called you, they, they still can not fix it?
1: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Not everything can be fixed. Some things have to be scrapped.
0: Um, Okay, uh, probably then I would I would say it depends on the consumer if you're the person who likes that in person uh, hand holding then go to your local retailer if you don't give a, a darn and you're all about just getting what you need and you want it prime shipping then do Amazon
1: yeah if you're really trying to get the best value mm-hmm. then you go to Amazon ah. you can also go to eBay and do some double checking to see what's the best deal mm-hmm. but Unfortunately in this day and age, buying online is actually the best deal you can get. You're not gonna get your best bang for buck going into the local electronic retailer. Okay. Even though we need to support our brick and mortar, it's actually not the best value for us because they have to pay for things like electricity, they gotta pay for heat, mm-hmm. they pay for all these these housing bills that electronic retailers often don't. What's interesting about Amazon is that a lot of companies just ship their products to Amazon, and Amazon mm. is the warehouse for these products. Okay. That's why Amazon can offer you such a great deal is they get these they get the products at a at a discount compared to like a Best Buy who doesn't have that same luxury as Amazon. Mm. Okay. I w- I would recommend going to Amazon first, mm-hmm. and if you can actually miss this Netflix binge night and postpone it to hopefully next week, that would be your best bet. And just just wait a couple of days, get your Prime free two day shipping, Woo-hoo. and your TV will be there in a snap. You'll get it. You'll 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 have it on Monday. You'll be like brand new. You know <laughs> what you can do? Why don't you pick up your Kindle and download some books? Why don't you read?
0: True, facts you speak, yes.
1: Our last scenario now is your SO child or friend is really into video games, and you want to surprise him or her. Do you try to cheekily ask them what they currently enjoy or don't have? Or do you just take a leap of faith and buy what you think is the best? Mm. You you sort of know what they're into. What do you do?
0: Interesting. Uh, hmm. So, I mean, if you kind of know, then I would say go with your gut. Uh, Personally, for me, anyone who ever wants to get me something, get me an Amazon gift card. (laughs) That's what (laughs) I want. That's very impersonal. It is very personal because it feeds my soul.
1: (laughs) So they could just give you cold, hard cash then.
0: Ah. Word. Facts you speak. <laughs> but um, go with your gut. You know, if, if you know what's the worst that can happen to? You, they don't like the gift? Okay, then they gift it to someone else, right?
1: The key thing in this scenario is if you're going to buy something mm-hmm. for this person, you, you just need to give them a gift receipt. Ah. Give them the option to return it if they want. Okay. Don't be so arrogant that you know what they want and they need to accept your gift. Just give them a gift receipt, and they might exchange it, and don't be brokenhearted if they do, because you might have made a mistake and not known what they really wanted.
0: It's mm.
1: it's okay to give them the gift receipt. That, that I think, is a, the probably best option, if you really want to surprise them. But like, like you're saying, it's mm-hmm. nice just to ask the person what they want.
0: True, true. If you do
1: that, then you avoid any headaches. They can't say, oh, I never told you. There's going to be no confusion if mm. you just ask the person what they want.
0: I feel like these scenarios are very personal to you, Kalu.
1: <laughs> not at all. <laughs> these are just hypothetical.
0: Hypothetical people and hypothetical life. I mean, I
1: do like to sip some King Louis the Sixteenth every now and then.
0: Now is that facts you speak?
1: <laughs> well, it's only what it's like twenty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars. It's not that bad. <laughs>
0: okay sir so it seems like we've run amok as per usual and we are at that time again for the end of our sixth episode of woke and and free and this was a lot of fun actually talking about whether or not we're slaves to brands i mean just to give people a, a quick summary are we are we slaves
1: we're not (laughs) Me and you are not
0: But you can't speak for other folks
1: I'd like not to Okay. I don't want to make that assumption
0: Okay so as we throw shade your way uh, (laughs) We don't also want to leave you hanging For what's coming up next So our next episode What will it be about Drumroll please
1: On our next episode We will be talking about A very common conspiracy theory Is there a secret organization running the world? (laughs) Fascinating, right? Tune in every week for our new episode.
0: And if you wanna be a guest on our show, please submit a topic for an upcoming episode or share how you feel about what we've talked about in the past or if you want us to revisit something, just go to the contact us page on wokenfree.com. And again, I cannot stress enough We're very socially active on social media. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube.
1: If you didn't already subscribe, please do and also share the episode. Remember, remember, make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Until next time, folks.